When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. We are getting ready for the NFL playoffs, but what a night in the NBA last night. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Steph gets tossed, but the Warriors beat the Grizz. Dame drops 60. Embiid versus Simmons. And AD came back, and the Lakers won. Jay, what, what's the what's the big thing for you last night? The big thing for me yeah. last night? I mean, Dame dropping 60 on 72% shooting is pretty massive. You think 72%, 72 is a good shooting percentage in the NBA? The most efficient 60-point game I may have ever seen in the game of basketball. Well, he's seven feet tall, so, you know, you could understand why. As a guard who's dynamic, so I would say Dame jumped off the page me last night. He's been putting up buckets like that for a minute now. That's unbelievable. Um, secondly, I would say probably that – the biggest thing that jumps off the page is, to me, just this this energy that is going on between the Golden State Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies, which to me is the most entertaining rivalry in basketball. Uh, but is it a rivalry, though, Jay? Well, I, I was about to get into that. Well, it's a rivalry key because we don't have rivalries in, anymore. Why would we? Rivalries <laughs> with a W. We don't have rivalries. Why rivalries? Um, we don't have teams that openly don't like each other. So just to give you context, in fact, this goes back to 2019 when the Warriors traded Andre Iguodala to the Memphis Grizzlies, and then the Grizzlies and Iguodala agreed to mutually part ways. You got Dylan Brooks tweeting stuff like, yeah, I can't wait to compete against your head. John Morant liking it. Obviously, him going back to the Warriors. Grizzlies beating the Warriors in the 2021 play-in tournament when Clay and those boys weren't playing, got Steph out. Goes all the way back to last year. Whooped that trick. I mean, it, there's there's so much here with this. But the fact that the Grizzlies have not beaten the Warriors in yeah. meaningful games, it's not a rivalry yet. But, Key, it's also that, like, No, they're one trying to manufacture the old, it, though. But, 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 but I like I, that in basketball. But, we need that in this sport. But, no, well, but it's organic in the sense that you have the big team on top, the heavyweight, the champ, right? Won multiple titles, the older players, and then the young team coming up that needs to get past them. This is the classic thing that happened. Pistons and Bulls wasn't a rivalry until it was. But are are they coming up against Golden State, though? That's the key. Not coming up in the league, but against Golden State. If they were were splitting and popping Golden State every single time, and then, like Jay said, in meaningful games – not non-meaningful games. It's almost like in football when we start talking about the Bills in Kansas City. Yes, you beat Kansas City in the regular season. Now let's try and do it and eliminate them in the postseason. And you're right. Yeah, the Bulls, the Bulls and the Pistons. But by the time the Bulls got good, the Pistons was old. Nah, they were good. Look, but, but uh, the, no, they the point James. is, I mean, no, they wasn't, Max. The point is that like. This is a team in Memphis without their best player that extended them last year in the playoffs, right? Like, well, remember? Do you remember how their best player got out? Supposedly, it was Jordan Poole with the knee thing. So, I mean, like, it, it's there's real animosity here between these things. I mean, it's like an organic Gary, rivalry. Gary Payton the second, yeah. you know, with the hard foul by Dylan Brooks, which gets him kicked out of the series. If it's 
you know, both guys saying, uh, John Morant saying, yeah, I can't wait to play you, Draymond Green, on Christmas Day. The league gives him the Christmas Day game. Stephen Curry doesn't play. Clay gives him the business. They win. That game, they win again last night. Zaria Williams, how the hell are you guarding an inbound play? You always stay on the inside between, uh, the you know, the, the baseline and the basket, right? So they just keep – the Warriors keep finding ways to win these games. So I get the trash-talking aspect of it. I get that the fact that the Grizzlies want to say we're here even though they're not. Yeah, that's what I'm games, saying. So man. How, how you going to say you're there – when you're not, and I understand, Max, you want it to be organic. They're trying to make it organic from a wizard side. I mean, from the Grizzly side. That's the Grizzlies with all that. So obviously, the Warriors aren't gonna back down. They're gonna counter it, but they also countered it on the floor. Yeah, but that's it's what a, you gotta because, look at. Be, with guys like Jordan Poole, is dropping 21 on your head. Clay, what what did you say, Jay? On on Christmas, he gave you the business. He gave you the business to a degree last night, dropping 24 again. Steph gave you 34 before he was ejected from the game, even though Draymond played defense and did whatever else he didn't give you a whole lot on the scoring end but everything that he does affects the rest of the game let's look let's look at what a rivalry is okay two two teams that are going to compete toward the top every year now the Warriors have already done it but you can see the Grizzlies on their way and they and they actually showed up and extended a series last year put the bubble aside for a second right but that happened and now and now this or do they have good young players who are ascending is the team getting better yes check checks all these boxes uh, is there real animosity? Jay yes. pointed it out. Yes, check. Are they? Do they now have a history of that animosity and competitiveness? Check. Is the young team making gains on the old team, even if they're still not getting by them? It checks every box. It does. You got to win games, though. Yeah. See, you see to make it to make it a real rivalry now. Like both sides, the, the Lakers, Celtics. Real rivalry. Both sides won championships. Absolutely. That's, that's the next tier so of it. So what would you call it so far? I would I would categorize it as a rivalry, but it's a one-sided rivalry so far. But I, but you can see the trend. It looks I, like the, I, I the Grizzlies are I trending in the right direction. I can't disagree yet. with you more, Max. Look, it's Yankees beat the Red Sox for 100 years, basically. Uh, but you could around, see man. them co- – you could see the Red Sox coming, getting better, better. I would absolutely have called it a rivalry even when the Yankees were kicking their teeth but in But it's not year. a rivalry because by the time the Grizzlies, I'm assuming, catch the Warriors, them dudes will be toast and old and – Might happen this year. Very year. good chance it happens this year. I mean, I, I, feel, I do feel like the Memphis Grizzlies have arrived. They are they – are, Have they arrived, Reed? They arrived. They're, they're, they're a world championship contending team. Yeah, and last year, again, they did that without Ja. Right? They took the, by far their best player, and they were I, I competitive. Just what was I, I it, six like, games? I like the Grizzlies, too, and I like Ja, and I like everything that they're doing. But I can't just put them in a situation that they – or not in. I just He's got to wait till it. four years after the fact to call it a rivalry. I can't just all of a sudden a say they're a rivalry. They've arrived. They're championship. Like, Key, the Grizz won three championships three now, in a row. Jay. We've been saying they're championships since I started this show with two you. Years. Uh, two okay, years. Okay, so three years now because it's the third season. Look, I mean, well, John Morant is that guy. Yeah, so but. They got dudes on their team. And right now, I mean, even though there's only two and a half, three games separating, you know, so many spaces in the Western Conference. The Grizzlies are top three. We're trying to hit a moving target, Key. Been... So these things are in flux. And, yes, you're right. If the Grizzlies you, never make you it and then fall apart. You're trying to hit a moving target, you a bad shot. But, but if the Grizzlies <laughs> never make it and then fall apart, we'll look back and say, eh, it never got there. But you got to also look at the trends. Do you be- Jay, do you believe, yes or no, the Grizzlies 
will get by the Warriors this year or next? I'm not sure. So you know who? So you know what this reminds sure. me of, Jay? And you, yeah. you, you better at this than I am in this space for sure. OKC, they're coming. They arrived. They coming. Oh, they got the the young gun. Look at these dudes. They get to the championship. They can't get it done. That's what it reminds me of. It could be. I mean, well, OKC. It could be. They made a finals, but it could be that. And they very nearly made it. You want to hear uh, Steph on the ejection? That's a, that's a pretty big thing, too, Jay. Like, you're right. There are these little things that are happening that you sprinkle it in that are... Oh, you can tell it's a meaningful game for Golden State. This is Stefan getting ejected after the game. Yeah, it was, I mean, crucial time in the game and the way that our season has gone. There's, you know, there's questions about the height and sense of urgency of, you know, every detail matters. And when you want something really bad, um, you know, like just getting a win and then, you know, fourth quarter execution clutch time type situation you know all that stuff does matter so I reacted in a way that um, obviously put myself out of the game and put the team in a, in a tough place but the intentions and the energy around what matters and the sense of winning that's that's what it's about thankfully we all responded or my teammates responded extremely well so he got rejected he got ejected for throwing his mouthpiece into the stands uh, which is a rule, uh, which is is understood. But uh, the reason why he was frustrated, a meaningful shot that he was open. And like, it, Stephen Curry is one of the <laughs> – this dude is spiteful, man. Like, and, and that's what I love about him. Everybody thinks he's the cookie cutter, uh, just the family guy key, like, which he <laughs> is all that, right? But that dude has a brain like an elephant, and he remembers all the things that have been said throughout the course of this rivalry. So for him, wanting the ball in that moment – goes to show you how Steph sees this series between him and the Memphis Grizzlies. Can I throw another yeah, he one was, he, was, he was open. I mean, but Poole, I mean, it looked like a good shot, right? He yep. just didn't fall. But, Jay, let me ask you this on the ejection. Did he did the, did the he make it in the stands? Or, yeah. Or yeah. It went it in the like stands. kind of went towards, yeah. So let me throw another one in here. Steph, at the end of this past season, when he won finals MVP, for the first time in NBA history – you could say that dude is when all was said and done after the finals, everything you say, that's the best player in the world. You could make a credible argument. He was the best player in the world. No one's six foot three. You could talk AI, but he was really never actually perceived as that's the best player in the world over, say, Shaq or Kobe or someone like that. Steph, you could make the argument last year. Ja might be the next dude to do it. Like he's another guy like around that size who credibly one day in the not-too-distant future we, we may be looking at and saying, it's the face of the NBA, it's the best player in the world. And those are the two guys who are the best players on each team. It just seems to me, you're saying this is or isn't a rivalry at the moment, Jay. I'm saying it's the best matchup in the NBA, but it's not a rivalry until one side starts winning and beating the other side. So there that's, is no rivalry in the NBA no, at the moment? No, it's the best matchup, but that's different than a rivalry. This is the best to chance to be one. Yes. No Brooklyn, no Boston? Brooklyn and Boston, or are you talking about Brooklyn and the 76ers? Either. No, I said Brooklyn-Boston. I mean, Boston's kind of like, I know, to me, Boston's the best, most complete team in basketball. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the rivalry thing. It's not It's not that. I didn't really see that. I mean, there, there's red threads that you can carry through. Kyrie used to be in Boston. He used to be around Jason Taylor. New York, I don't Boston. Really, but I don't really see that one as much. It's 
What if the Nets get by the Celtics in the playoffs? Sixers to me. What about like Boston? 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 I don't really know. if Boston has a rival. Maybe Boston, Philly, maybe. Maybe the Bucks. There's a chance to be that if we saw more of it in the playoffs. In a in a bigger sense, it's the Lakers. But at the moment, you look in the East. I would say, depending on what happens in the playoffs, we'll see. They like, see each other. I think that's Brooklyn two 76ers. times a year. And Brooklyn 76ers is that rivalry in the. I'm trying to think if maybe, anything. What is the best? Okay, maybe how about this? Boston Celtics Miami Heat. How about this? That's What's the best rivalry in the NBA right now? 888 say ESPN 729 3776. Are there any real rivalries at the moment? Is there a beef between Ben Simmons and the Nets? How are you going to be rival in your own, you know, on your own team? Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's l e c t r i c ebikes.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn. Jay Will and Max. This energy that is going on between the Golden State Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies. You're saying this is or isn't a rivalry at the moment, Jay? I'm saying it's the best matchup in the NBA, but it's not a rivalry until one side starts winning and beating the other side. Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN. Dr. Pepper, call in line join the conversation you can tune into nba action tonight as the celtics host the knicks presented by indeed coverage begins at 7 p.m eastern on select espn radio stations what is the best rivalry in the nba right now or how about this are there any rivalries in the nba right now No, man they're not jay says no key what do you say i've been sitting here trying to think and no i mean no even uh, even here in la you think about the clippers and lakers like nah that ain't even it's not even because the history of one team versus another. It's like, well, who is it? It it has to – you have to meet – obviously, there's history that leads up to those big moments. But you have to meet in meaningful playoff series consistently where you're both reaching Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals, NBA Finals. And those monumental moments need to occur. I think Lakers – 
Blazers back in the day, Lakers, Spurs back in the day, uh, uh, Sixers, Boston back in the day. Lakers, those, Celtics those is rivals. the number one because they used to always meet in the finals, yes. right? Yeah, okay, yeah. I get all that. I think you guys are ranking the level of greatness of rivalries. I would, and we're also, as I said, trying to hit a moving target. So maybe this never turns into the thing that we'll look back on and say that was a real rivalry. Uh-huh. Or maybe this is the early stages of it, but I'll just give you a counterexample. Knicks Heat. Uh, uh, in the, I guess it was the early 90s. Yeah. The Alonzo Mourning Heat against the Patrick Ewing Knicks. The Knicks used to knock them out in the first round every single year. Yes. But every single year it went 6-7 tough games. Now I'm a Knicks, I was a Knicks fan back then, and I thought of the Heat-Knicks as a rivalry, even though we always beat them, but, and it was early in the playoffs. And I, it, Heat fans felt the same way. But what, but now what it's not if, the what, same level rivalry as, as Lakers-Celtics, of course. But, but Max, what did, Jay, what did Jay just say, though? Playoffs. And what did you say? First round. So playoffs implications have a lot to do with something on something at stake, on the line, has a lot to do with it. If they meet again, Golden State-Memphis in the playoffs, but let's say Golden State wins again, but now it's seven-game series. Rivalry yet? No. No. Randy in North Carolina, Keyshawn <laughs> J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. What do you got? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Key, just tell Max, stop, stop. The last greatest rivalry recently was the Cavs and the Warriors who met in finals almost, what, five, six times in the last ten years, so... And that really was only kind of one-sided until Cleveland won at one time. So, it, oh, yes, that was a much better rivalry. I think this is a budding one. I think, Jay, you, you said it's well, not. Well, it's the best chance I, to be one. You I, want to say, okay. Because I, I, I then go to this point, is what is the resume? Like, the resume for the Cavs thing. is that they were getting to Eastern Conference Finals back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. LeBron James was carrying teams, Matthew Dellavedova and company, right, you know, Booby Gibson and company to Eastern Conference Finals. So going back to my original point about the Memphis Grizzlies, and I, I love the Grizzlies. I think they have arrived as a team that can contend, but there's not a long history of them reaching Western Conference Finals. If they knock finals. out the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs this year, then it is a rivalry. Yes. I think that's fair. Steve in Austin, you're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Max, you look great this morning, but slow down, my friend. <laughs> the Memphis's trash talk is like a nail yelling at the hammer. Uh, the hammer's not concerned about that. Win something first before you open your mouth. Love you guys. Yeah, that's, that's the same thing I've been saying, Max. You gotta finish the deal. Well, we you gotta have- finish the deal. It's it, it. Jay had a Jay talked to me. I don't know about even a year ago uh, about Duke, North Carolina. He's like North Carolina's not a rivalry. If anything, it's Maryland. And so when you look at that. Because they couldn't do nothing to Jay and them at Duke. So that became a rivalry in their own mind because it was a close proximity. And correct me if I'm wrong, Jay. No, no, you're right, Key, at that time. Um, I would just say this to her, Steve, the caller, though. I, yeah, it is a whole bunch of bark. I like that, though. Oh, yeah, like, that's the game, cool. To look the game at. of basketball, I need that to create these matchups that make us want to talk about the game of basketball. Because we don't have that anymore. And this whole AAU society that we have, Everyone's everybody's friends, friends yeah. right? Everybody's going to each other's parties. So when I actually see teams that don't like each other, I'm like, yeah, thank you. When That's what that, basketball is, Key. That's what when sports does that is. Noise, when does that noise become background noise, though? Because you ain't winning. You, you talking, you chirping. But you're not doing See, nothing Jay about like, it. Jay likes it, but I think a lot of people. No, but when is it going to? Like, oh, hold on. This is not a rivalry yet. Is there fall out before they did it? When are you yeah, going to get tired like of hearing it? puts more in a line. 
it puts more in the line. Because now when you when you match up, all that barking, like Draymond Green, oh, Ja, you want to play on Christmas Day? When the league gave them the game and then we whoop your tail? Oh, glad you got what you asked for. John Josh. in South Carolina, you're on with Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Morning, Max. Huge fan of y'all. The biggest rivalry, hands down, 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets. My Brooklyn Nets, by the way. Yeah, well, See, they have then, a lot of the elements. They, they have a lot of the have, elements. They have a lot of the elements, but, like, you're just going to look over Bucks and, and Heat because they, they've been the ones coming out of the East and Celtics. But there's that Ben Simmons thing. Like that, well, that, well that, you people know. Don't, they don't like each other because, you know, Ben was obviously – with the 76ers, I get I get that personal thing, but like this, we haven't seen both teams actually be, have a chance to go at it. Like See, that. I think the Bucks at Miami is for basketball people. Jay, it might be a rivalry, but when you are a casual fan and you you look at it, the snack crackle pop, the television, all that adds to it. Oh, Philadelphia, uh, Brooklyn, you got the Simmons issues, you got the Harden issues, you got the did Harden really like Kyrie? You got all that. So you could play with that from a production standpoint, yes. build it up, have everybody come to tune it. Miami Bucks, it's like, yeah. okay, it's cool because we're basketball guys, we like it. Yeah. But do the casual fan like it? It's okay. Here, here's the line we don't have rivalries, we have manufactured rivalries. We have media manufactured rivalry. Is that yeah. why you're saying? Is that why you're right? saying Warriors uh, 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 Memphis has the best shot because yeah, it's, it's best, organic? Because it's, it's real. Like, and I think Brooklyn Philly has real organic. But like, KD and Kyrie need to be healthy, right? Like James Harden and Joel Embiid. We've always had some injuries messing up what that could be. <laughs> but like Golden State Memphis to me has the best shot at really becoming a real rival. Yeah, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, we mentioned, like, what about Brooklyn, uh, Boston, or Brooklyn, Philly? And largely that's because you, you know, even if they haven't done anything, we can't turn our brains off. We can of look at KD and Kyrie and go, oh, my God. So either that's going to pan out eventually one of these years or plus, it's going to be like the biggest what could have been. Plus, when you talk about those two teams in Philly and Brooklyn, they have stars, yeah, right. There's big, big stars. Where Miami has good basketball players that are all stars. Not superstars. Oh, Jimmy's a superstar. Jimmy's Look. the closest thing they got to it. Jimmy, Jimmy's come on, a man. Superstar. I, you you know what I'm saying, guys. You know what I'm saying, though. No, he's not. You well, know what I'm saying. He's marketed everywhere now. Yeah, I'm not. I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm talking about bigger than life type. Yeah. Stars. Geographical location, too. Yeah. Brooklyn and Philly right up the road. There's a lot of similarities between the two places. Like, the competitive, it, it makes sense. Milwaukee and Miami? I was saying, no, I said Miami and the Celtics because they met multiple times yeah, in the okay. playoffs. Like, but that, that's, it's the, I'm the one also saying I don't think there's any rivalries in the NBA. Is Chiefs-Bengals a rivalry or a budding rivalry? Plus, is Patrick Mahomes in danger? Of becoming the next Aaron Rodgers. You know you're good when that's a danger, right? <laughs> oh, no. Don't become Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful 
for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. It's about Mahomes. As great as we talk about him, we cannot escape the fact that the reigning defending AFC champions are quarterbacked by a guy named Joe Burrow who has beaten Patrick Mahomes every single time he's faced him. We know they're talented in all three phases. It's the same guys playing against each other. So I'm sure both teams will have adjustments that they make. And I mean, these games have been close, so we'll just see where it goes. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Yes, Joe Burrow undefeated against Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes has had fourth quarter leads in all those games and has led for most of the game. On the other hand, that means Joe Burrow's playing out of his mind in the fourth quarter, including on the playoffs in the road. Oh, it's so good. Mahomes, by the way, said he's ready to go for the AFC title game. The ankle seems to be doing all right. Try to tell you, Key. Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs quarterback, at the press conference about his ankle. Listen to this. It's doing good. You know, I've had a few days of treatment, a few days of rehab. Uh, excited to get on the practice field and kind of test it out uh, and uh, see where I'm at. But uh, it's feeling good so far. Key, what do you think? Well, I mean, look, I talked about the ankle when he first injured it and he played in that second half. He's a little ginger still, but that's because of the soreness from the trauma that came in the first half. You, you could tell that he would be fine come Wednesday. And I'm not even a doctor, but I had enough injuries in my career to know when you do certain things, but you're still on the field and you're still out there participating, that eventually some of that soreness or wear off with the treatment that you get, the inflammation that you get, the meds that you get, the the the, the uh, physical therapy that you get, because you're going to be working around the clock. I'm sure when the game was over, he went back into the facility and he started treatment immediately. So he's going to be fine come game time because that's four days from now. And when I say four days from now, yesterday was Wednesday. Today is Thursday. You got Friday. You got rest on Saturday. You don't have to get on a plane. You're going to be getting treatment all day Saturday in the hotel. Sunday, you're going to be getting treatment in the morning before you start to play. So essentially, you almost got five days of rehab still to go before the game starts. So, Jay, we saw the odds go from – uh, three-point favorites, Kansas City Chiefs, which I agree with. I'm with the betters here. 
Eh, they're due to pop the Bengals one of these days. They've been playing great all season. The Chiefs are going to win this. And then when I look at Mahomes' high ankle sprain and the way he's limping around last game, I'm like, I'm with the betters. Yeah, Bengals by a point. Maybe they nip him again, right? But with Patrick Mahomes now practicing and not in a walking boot, should the Chiefs be considered? We're going to have to watch the odds now, see if they change. Should he, they be considered well, the favorites aren't again? Aren't the odds – aren't they – it's pretty much a pick em now, isn't it? Is it pickable already? I think it's almost like a yeah, pick em. Yeah, it's pick You're right. Yeah, there it is. I got my ticket in yesterday. Just want you to know. Excited about yeah, it's it. Yes, pick em now, but tomorrow or, – or, yeah, by tomorrow we there come on the show, I can almost, almost guarantee you that Kansas City is going to be slightly favored yep. tomorrow. Because he'll practice today, that noise will come up and come out, and people start, and then they'll start saying Kansas City's going to win. Yep, yep. I, I, yep. Well, with all this, like, key, just watching, I mean, look, this is the AFC championship game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it, who in the world thought that Patrick Holmes was not going to play? Like, and even if he was injured. Of course injured, he's going to play. Like, it, 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 it's just like these meaningful games, like, this is, to me, this rivalry between Joe Burrow and Patrick Holmes or because of what's on the line for Joe Burrow, we talk about who's the best quarterback in football right now. Like, there's no way in hell I would have thought that Patrick Holmes was going to find a way to play through that injury. Like, you know, you, if, you're, if you're injured, you play through it. It does not matter in this game. Which quarterback has the most on the line this weekend? So I do something on this just in, 2 p.m. Eastern, ESPN, uh, called tear pressure. Right now, the way we do tier pressure is a lot of times we'll go, it's like pyramid style. So it's three, two, one. But I'm going to give you one on top, two. I'm going to give you just from one to four who has the most pressure on them, okay, this weekend. Conference championship game quarterbacks. Maybe I'll give you four to one. At four, Number four. Brock <laughs> Purdy. Brock Purdy, it's gravy, man. He's the only non-Superman. Everyone else is from Krypton left at quarterback in these playoffs, right? He's the only earthling left. And if he does nothing else this year, this dude went to the NFC Championship game, Mr. Irrelevant, as a rookie. But if he gets to the Super Bowl, for the first time ever, a rookie quarterback takes the team to the Super Bowl. Ever. For the first time ever, Mr. Irrelevant takes a team to a Super Bowl. He's both. It's all upside for Brock Purdy. Number three. Jalen Hurts. Look, Jalen Hurts has pressure on him, no doubt. He is supposed to be the difference in this game should the Eagles win, right? But the Niners have, I mean, top to bottom, you look at this team and you look at the last time they lost a million years ago, no one would be surprised if the Niners won. So while Jalen Hurts is clearly facing a lot of pressure – the fact that the Niners are as good as they are takes a little something off it. Plus, if you look at the play calling early in the last game, it's not that Jalen Hurts was just feeling fine. It's that he's so multidimensional he can beat you even if he's not 100%. Number two. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow got a lot of pressure on him, but he's the guy who has beaten Patrick Mahomes three times. He is the defending AFC champion. If he loses to Patrick Mahomes, it's like, oh, man, he was in the Super Bowl. First year he was healthy as a starter. Very next year he gets back to the AFC Championship game. He's good. Now, kind of like Brock Purdy, there's a lot of upside for him because if he beats Mahomes again and takes him back to the Super Bowl, good Lord. Now, 
once he gets back to the Super Bowl, if that happens, now he's facing a lot of pressure because you don't want to be that dude who starts to get that, well, he can get you there but can't get over the top. But for this game, I think he has a second most pressure, which leaves number one. Patrick Mahomes, I can't believe it's like this. Listen, Oscar Gamble, designated hitter and outfielder for the Yankees in my youth. Remember Oscar Gamble with the big fro with a batting helmet on it, right? Oscar Gamble has the greatest quote of all time. People don't think it be like it is, but it do. I can't believe it be like it is right now, but it do. It do. Patrick Mahomes, with all he's accomplished, has got the most pressure on him this weekend because he's facing the guy who's beaten him three times. And every time it was by outplaying him in the fourth quarter, including at home with a trip to the Super Bowl on the line. So... Somehow, some way, the guy who threw five seasons as a starter is clearly and by far the greatest who ever did it through five seasons. Patrick Mahomes accomplished the most, best eyeball test, best numbers, the whole thing. Somehow, there'll be a guy who could maybe make the case he's ahead of him, and you're going to lose to that guy again at home in the AFC conference? No. That, he got the most pressure on him. What do you think of my list? Go ahead, Keith. I think it's fine. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, I would swap one and two. I would put Joe Burrow ahead of Patrick Mahomes and drop Mahomes to two just because of the simple fact that you, you, I'm looking at everything, not just him going up against Patrick Mahomes, but I'm also looking at the fact that they're going to have a number of high-priced free agents at the end of this year that they've got to figure out how to bring back or whatever they need to do, replace these guys. So when you start to think about it, this is a perfect opportunity when you have all of your receivers and you have a secondary intact that's playing well. You just got pieces that right now you could do the deal. That's not the case with Mahomes and company. Mahomes and company, they can run wind back up in this situation again next year because they got all their pieces coming back. There's questions on whether or not you can pay T. Higgins when Jamar Chase will be up and Joe Burrow will be up, all of that. So it's a perfect opportunity for him to seize this moment right now. And I think they know that inside the building in Cincinnati. So that's the reason I bring all that pressure to him versus Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is, I mean, he's been to five championships, Super Bowl. I mean, it's like I won. It's not a lot of pressure. That's a different perspective, sure. I think the bigger story is this rivalry between the two. But go ahead, Jay. Well, Brandon Bean, Keith, talked about that um, for the Buffalo Bills where he's saying, hey, they have a lot of young players on rookie-like contracts, including Joe, which allows you to kind of manipulate the cap where the Bills have to pay Stephon Diggs, have to pay Josh Allen, these large, massive contracts. So we will say that the Bengals handle that moving forward. I I agree with the list. I think there is – I don't know if I I, – probably – the most pressure, I know we like pressure, but I, I think for what's at stake for Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow probably has the most to gain mm-hmm. here yep. out of anybody. That's how I would phrase it. And, and Mahomes has the most to lose versus Joe yes. Burrow. Now, if Burrow gets to the Super Bowl, he's got the most I – mean, <laughs> could you yes. imagine? You don't want to start as much as he's done. Oh, and now you can't get over the top in the big one? All right. We want to hear from you. And 888-SAY-ESPN. Is Bengals-Chiefs a rivalry? Mel Kuyper explains what the Bears should do with the top pick. That's all coming up. Keyshawn, J. Willemax.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Bryce Young would be, I think, the number one pick overall, but size is a huge factor working against him. C.J. Stroud could end up being the first quarterback off the board. The way he throws accurately to all levels, that Georgia game in particular stood out the way he could move around, and I put Stroud as the top quarterback coming off the board. Will Levis, to me, is the guy who may not be the first quarterback taken, but will be the best quarterback out of this draft. Keyshawn J. Willemax. ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Mel Kuyper Jr., ESPN NFL draft expert, of course, was on a terrific radio show in the morning on ESPN yesterday, uh, Keyshawn J. Willemax. And he was talking about how the Bears shouldn't move on from Justin Fields. I I caught this portion of the show, and I want to play it for you now. I would never, if I'm the Bears, uh, take a quarterback over Justin Fields. And Justin Fields, you get the defensive lineman in Jalen Carter or Will Anderson Jr. I would go Carter, and you stuck stick with Justin Fields. I thought he was the second-best quarterback, ratings board uh, behind Trevor Lawrence. Uh, people are knocking him, and look how he's performed. He's made a lot of progress as a passer, and he's an incredible runner. So he's going to be that ultimate dual-threat quarterback once they help him with the Chicago Bears. Um, and. By the way, Mel's mock draft 1.0 dropped yesterday. You agree with the assessment of uh, Justin Fields, right, Key? Absolutely. Justin, Fe- well, Justin Fields is better than these quarterbacks that's coming out in the draft. Yeah. He's bigger, he's faster, he's stronger. I don't – I mean, I don't know why this conversation has come up again about the Bears taking a quarterback with the number one overall pick and moving on from Justin Fields. It doesn't even make any sense. I didn't, think, I didn't think it was a realistic thing. I mean, I, I, <laughs> Key, when, when Mike Tannenbaum said it on our show. Oh, is that was, where it came from? That's where it came from. It was, wow, we, two weeks ago. Okay. Uh, when that happened, he said it. Yeah. We addressed it. He said he thought that Bryce Young was a better quarterback than Justin Fields and that he would make a move and, and trade and let go of Justin Fields and get a lot of picks in return. I just, I don't see that. Now, I don't have the eye for talent that Mike Tannenbaum does. But what my eyes tell me as a former athlete is watching Justin Fields on the field and watching him off the field. Even the way he handles slight controversy, he is the leader of a franchise. He, he, he is the starting quarterback key for a Super Bowl contending franchise. That's who he is to me. You know, when you draft quarterbacks, you have to draft quarterbacks and look at quarterbacks differently than other positions. You have to look at the strength of their arm, their size, the ability to escape the pocket, depending on the elements in which you're drafting them to play in. Mm -hmm. 
Bryce Young does not have a strong arm. He is very accurate quarterback, but he doesn't have an arm that can pierce through 30-mile-an-hour winds. Bryce Young played in Southern California growing up in Los Angeles. There is no wind. He played in Alabama. There's no wind in Alabama. It's not cold in Alabama. When you get into Chicago, Jay, you played there, you've lived oh, there, you've walked the streets there. In fact, I walked the streets there and ran into my good friend Ryan Poles, but mm. that's a whole other story. We had a conversation that wasn't about the quarterbacks. You got to be a big old, you know, got to yeah. be. you got to be able to rip that thing. That's not it. If he was bigger, stronger, he would be the first pick on the board and somebody would climb up to get him and give up a whole bunch of picks to go get him. But that's not the if case Bryce right now. Bryce Young doesn't matter where he played in the NFL. If he turns out to be a great quarterback, he will be an extreme outlier given his size and frame and weight. And all Man, that. extreme. Extreme outlier. So it's possible he does. Someone's going to do it one day. But are you going to bet your franchise on that when you already have a big, strong, fast no, quarterback I'm who not, now has experience? Right. No, okay. I'm not indoors. Is, this is not Minnesota. Right. This right. is not Arizona. <laughs> I mean, I'm out in the cold, man. Is Chiefs Bengals a rivalry or is it a budding rivalry? 888 say ESPN, Kenneth in Alabama. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Ken? And that Keyshawn and Jay. Yeah. Let me just say this right quick. And Keyshawn, I've been listening at you on first take, man. And the other day you made a very, very strong uh, observation, if I, if I will. Uh, when you were saying about uh, there's no difference between Josh Allen and Dak De- Prescott because neither one of them have won a Super Bowl. And that's why I don't know why you guys keep bragging on Joe Burrow so much. He haven't won anything. Yeah, Joe coming, though. You know? <laughs> Joe came yeah, one Joe, throw I, away I, I, this, his first I, I, time he's I, I, I look at Joe, Joe very different than I look at Josh Allen and Dak Prescott, man. Hold up, but can we – it's not like it's a zero-sum game. Either you win the Super Bowl or there's no variation in performance coming, up to though. the Super Bowl. He came one throw away the first year he started a full season. First year, one throw away. Yeah, can, and now he he's back in the AFC be, title game. You're going to tell me He could me potentially that? be coming, though. Joe could potentially wait, be coming. Well, that's right, but key. Just look at him versus Josh. How far has Josh Allen gotten in the playoffs, right? Versus how far Joe Burrow's gotten out of how many years? Wait, Joe Burrow's been in the league two did, full did, years, twice in the AFC Championship game did already. We, did we turn this conversation into comparing Joe Burrow to Josh Allen or or Dak Prescott? No, but then oh, but because the I, I don't think I, just called. I know he did, but I don't think any of us even think that's anywhere close, though, right? None of us do. But well, sir, I bet sir, you, look, man. Look, what, here, here's how I look at it. When Joe Burrow went up against Josh Allen at home, in snow, in this, in that, he won the game. Mm-hmm. During the regular season. When he season. went up against Patrick Mahomes in the postseason, he won the, he game. Won the game. So, so far, unless my calculations are off, which I don't think they are, he's 2-0 and against two of the better quarterbacks in the postseason since he's arrived three years ago. Yep. But also, that, you know, that says a lot. You beat Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game, right? Like that, that, that means something. That's something's on the line. Yeah, right? it's not Super Bowl or you've it's done at nothing. Stake. Right. I mean, yeah. he, he surpassed. Like, by the way, coming out of the yeah. AFC feels like with all those quarterbacks, like that's a feat within itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, he, and, and and if you want to just have the conversation even further, he's three and zero against Mahomes, two in the regular, one in the post. That 
That's um, right. And everyone who was talking about Mahomes, Josh Allen, oh, who's going to – I kept telling everyone all year, Joe Burrow's going to have something to say about that. Like, the, the AFC Championship game, Joe Burrow – like, we'll see about Josh. I know Joe tell, Burrow's going to be there. Let me tell people that you said that, Max. You don't have to tell people that you said it. Well, Max said nice. that Joe Burrow's not going away. Yes. No, no, Max, I think what you were trying to say. <laughs> yes, please tell me that. Yeah, yes. what you were trying to say, Max. Go ahead, Jay. Please tell me what you're trying what to I'm say. <laughs> what Jay is trying to say is this, that sometimes – all right. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, 888-SAY-ESPN. Eagles' A.J. Brown says, guess what he said, Key? Throw me the damn ball! ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.